Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everyone, welcome again to the Game on Sunday podcast. It's Michael Lester here. My golly, is there a lot happening? A big weekend gone by, a big weekend coming up. Uh, Pat Spillane and Moss Mulcahy here with me as usual. Uh, but also this week, we are delighted to be joined by Conor McManus from Monaghan. Um, no, he's not from Monaghan at the moment. He's actually out in Portugal having uh, a few days rest. Connor, <laughs> how's life out there? Good. It's very good, Mike. And yeah, it's a lot better than it was at home last week. Anyway, I can assure you that. <laughs> I've no doubt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're enjoying a small bit of sunshine, although you're back, obviously, again at the weekend because you have, you have club matches. Yeah, well, we, we know, but we don't have club matches till next week, next the following weekend, this weekend, yeah, amateur all parks weekend, and eleven yeah. to twelve. But I'm actually, I'm home to, I'm actually be going up to the to the game on Sunday. So that's the that's the plan, of course. Yeah, yeah, for my penance. Yeah, uh, listen to me. Just just reflect for me on the the championship gone by because it was another one where you guys went close. Um, didn't quite work out in the end. How do you sum it all up? Yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a challenge of disappointment, Michael. You know, to be honest with you, and listen, a lot of the a lot of the outsiders and and people you know outside the camp even are you know saying it was a good season for Monaghan and did well to get to the semi final and whatnot. We don't see it like that, you know. We 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 had a chance to get to an All Ireland final to be preparing for the All Ireland final on Sunday against Kerry, as it turned out to be. Um, so ultimately, it's 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 a season of disappointment. Um, we we probably it was a slow burner for us this year insofar as the, the league was a bit of a stuttering start for us but we, we, we got enough out of the league to, 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 to get out of it I suppose what we wanted and um, we I suppose gradually got better and bar in the, 
bar the um the, the result against Derry and also the championship which which we didn't really play play well in. Um but from that point we probably you know you could see improvements in us all the way through and I suppose you know we we have we have blooded a lot of younger lads into our squad as well. So that will, will bode well for them um going into going into next year. But ultimately when you when you get to a semi final and you lose it it's 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 a it's an empty enough feeling because you you're you're within touch and distance of the of the big day and and you don't actually get there. You know, so it's it's a difficult one to take. I suppose Pat Smilan, if I can bring you in on this, because both of the games, Dublin Monaghan, Kerry Derry, they they kind of hand out something similar in the sense that both teams uh, put in a huge effort. When I say both teams, I mean Monaghan and Derry, uh, and then just maybe at the, that last phase of the, the games if you like and um, it just didn't happen well you know and, and I spoke about it last week on the podcast I mean the two semi-finals were outstanding semi-finals uh, but what I liked about and I know we're always patronising man and I can understand they're pissed off with that but the one thing I see about Manon and, and Derry in the semi-final is that both teams came to win they came to beat Dublin and Kerry and uh, they came with confidence. They came with a game plan, and they almost succeeded. With with ten or twelve minutes to go, Monaghan and Dublin were a draw. With eleven minutes to go, Derry were two points ahead of Kerry, and probably that that final ten or fifteen minutes, whether it's his game management, whether it's his composure, whether it's his belief, whether it's his experience, uh, Kerry and Dublin were very impressive in that ten minutes. So look, Michael, I, I I'm here as a Kerry man, wearing my Kerry hat. And I just want to ask, because we we need to know, success is about a game of inches. It's about, winning is about a game of inches. So I'm look, I I want to pick Connor's brains and from a carry point of view now to see what help he could give us. So pre-match, Connor, pre-match, would have just shut up now. This, this is serious. This is very serious because I've got to be on to Jack O'Connor after this. Connor, in any of pre-match analysis of the dubs, where did he see Dubs could be got at. Where did he see as perceived weaknesses for the Dubs? Well, I, th- I think I think the big thing in in in, in the Dubs is is that they can they can finish you in five minutes. Like we we've experienced that as a, as a modern team before, and at all out in final things. Like back in two thousand and fourteen, I think it was it was four all. We went up with a certain game plan that day, and and it was more defensive than anything else, I suppose. But um, it was four all after twenty four minutes, I think. I looked up at the clock maybe four and a half, five minutes later, it was two, six to four points, game over. You know, and, and Dublin can do that to you if you allow them to, to, to you know, get it get a groove, involve the hills, get the crowd going, and they can really go after you in a very short space of time and, and put the game beyond beyond reach. And we were very conscious of, of not allowing that to happen and sort of control the tempo of the game. Probably slowed it down a bit. Um, you know, don't allow Dublin into their groove keep the ball away from them as much as they can and, and no matter who, who you are or how good you are and I suppose ultimately it proves how good Dublin are that they they pushed you in the last 10 minutes but no team likes to be chasing the ball all the time and chasing shadows and I suppose you know Dublin don't play with Stephen Cluxton as a as a, an outfield outlet he stays very much on his line whereas Rory Began obviously came out and provided us with that you know that, that outlet if if Dublin were putting us under pressure, we could always go back to Rory and move the play along the far side. 
So it can be quite a frustrating game to play against, you know, and you can see that Dublin maybe did struggle with it at times in, in our game. Um, and, and it's something that Kerry can definitely do because I don't think, regardless of what happens this weekend, uh, Cluxton isn't going to come off his line. That's the game he plays and, and and that's it. Whereas Shane Ryan, you've seen him coming up the field and kicked a point against Derry. Now, he doesn't come out as often, but it's definitely something that Kerry can use to their advantage um, and make it a, a, a 15 on 14 at times, you know, because it, it's, it's a huge weapon and, and obviously Shane Ryan plays out the field for his for his club, so he'd be very comfortable in that. And, and as I say, he came up the field and kicked the point last week. Clark, can I ask, can, can I ask you a question, Connor? And, and this is maybe going back a little bit before your time, obviously, mm. but in fact, well before your time. Um, when I started off on the Sunday game, which is whatever it is now, 40 years ago, that um, Monaghan had very good teams in those days. Like mm. I, mean, I remember, like was it 1985? Um, yeah, on the hand, Nudie uh, Hills, Nudie Hills, Hills, Eamon McEnany, yes, yeah, Ray McCavin, Jerry McCavin, great men. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. what, a, what a what a fabulous team! But but like Monaghan have always seemed to go close, and just that other step, you know, is that a frustration for the county? If you like, you know, oh, listen, it, it is. Jesus, massive thing. Like you know, we're, we're, we're they, they back then, no different to us, were wanting to be the men and the team that, that broke that ceiling and, and, and got through to that final and yeah. ultimately got Monon got mon up the steps of the open stand. That's ultimately what they were trying to do then. And I suppose we're no different in, in that regard. And listen, someday it will happen. I, I fully believe it. Um, whether it happens in the next in the next year or two, the next five years, ten years, it will happen, you know, and some Monon team will break that ceiling. And I suppose the more Monon teams that try and and, and putting ourselves in that position more often and, and as often as you possibly can and it's it becomes an environment that you know young kids in Monaghan are used to watching Monaghan play in a pro park and it's come second nature that that that's what that's what they're that's what's expected of, of you when you're playing for Monaghan is that you're in that position you're in division one you're competing with Dublin you're competing with Kerry Mayo Duke always and you're putting yourself in that position as often as you can and, and if you keep if you keep coming back the, 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 the door will fall eventually and I suppose that's that's what Monaghan is, is trying to do, and that's that's from the ground up. You know, our our, our miners were in the All Ireland final this year as well. Uh, again, didn't just perform on the day the way they wanted to, but th- there's building blocks there, and and that has to be the, has to be the ultimate goal. You know, sure, yeah. Con- Connor, can I ask you this simple question? Um, we've been watching you wearing the blue and white for obviously quite a number of years, and uh, with great distinction, if I may say to you. Um, from your own personal point of view, what's the future? Uh, I don't know, Michael. That's there's no point in saying. Um, I, I've 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 done seventeen seasons, and and I've yeah. every benefit. I wouldn't change it for for the world. Obviously, the only two th- changes you'd make is is a few results here and there. But you know, looking back on it, absolutely the time of your life. You know, um, and 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 if I thought that that may hip, I I have, I have an issue with me may hip, and if I thought that it would give me another season. There's absolutely no hesitation that I, I would go again, um, but it's just it's just trying to figure out whether that whether that will be the case or not. It, it, it if it's if if it's a case that I'm not playing for Monaghan next year, that that will be the sole reason for it. It won't be a case of you know not not finding the time or not wanting to commit or not enjoying it. None of that is is an issue. It's it's simply if if it's if if my hip will allow me to to, to go again and. Um, that decision isn't going to be made today or tomorrow, and um, we, we'll see how the club season goes, and we'll see, I suppose, how how I'm, I'm how, how I'm moving or how the, how I'm 
getting on at the back end of, of the winter and started, starting into 2024 and we'll, n- nothing will be decided until that as a rule, you know. Ah, uh, sure, yeah. Most, yeah, most <laughs> one can be, can be, can be, yeah, most more can yeah. Obviously, you're, you're uh, always flying the flag for the orders, but I'm sure you've, no, you've always admired I'd, 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 love, I'd love to ask Connor a few questions in terms of, uh, very simple, Connor, in terms of, like, great to have you with us, right? Uh, absolutely. Like, you're a joy to watch. An unbelievable footballer. And like, the, de- the demands on the inter-county player at the moment, I mean, can you, can you describe it to us? I mean, it, it, it seems to be huge. It seems to be. It is, it is huge. Like, there, there's no doubt about that. Like, and, and it has evolved from when I came in and started training with Mon in 2006 to now. Mm-hmm. It has is, it is evolved into a totally different, a totally different animal altogether. But that's, that's, that's what happens with time. Things transition and, you know, certain teams, you know, in certain areas have set the standards. Like, you, you could look at, you know, Armagh and Tyrone in, in the, in the, in the mid noughties, you know, and they set a standard and Kerry then came and, and bettered that. And then Dublin came and bettered that. Yeah. And, and, and everybody's chasing what the winning team is doing. And that's, and that's only natural. So it elevates. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It elevates standards on it elevates you know everything that that goes into the the the, the I suppose an inter county season for for a player at the minute, and uh, the, the time the time and effort in terms of you know you're you're doing something six nights a week you know you you have one night to yourself where you might be doing your own rehab or your own stretching or whatever the case is but you're essentially you're essentially doing something six nights a week play a gym Monday pitch Tuesday maybe your own thing on a Wednesday uh, gym on a or pitch on a Thursday gym on a Friday and then whatever the team are doing at the weekend you know what and yeah but. I, I do think a lot is made of of this in the sense that you know the enjoyment has gone out of it and, and yeah and and, it, and that was my next question right is, yeah you think like for you I I, I deem you as a flair player right I deem you as as and David Clifford I did I watched Jeff uh, unbelievable performances right and I get frustrated by by from my side looking at hurling compared to mm-hmm. football. You you yeah. you are a talented, very talented player. You want the ball out the center. You want the ball. You, quick. you do. You and, want the ball out. You want the ball quick inside you. Yeah. Same as Clifford, as Pat will tell you. Same as anybody. Uh, uh, the flair players, right? And I, I just get frustrated. Are you frustrated by football the way it's going? Or you you, you, you can get frustrated. Absolutely, there's no doubt about it. And I suppose when you're when you're in the middle of the bubble and you're playing and not there, you're not really looking at at I, I suppose the standard of the game or the quality of the game when you're when you're 
stuck in the middle of it and you're in the bubble because you're only trying to find way, find ways around it, find ways to win these games, you know. But as a whole, you know, definitely football has got harder to watch. If you even go and watch club football at the minute, it's it's getting harder and harder to watch. You know, every team is adopting a 12 or 13 or 14 man defence and, and it, it is getting harder to watch. There's no doubt about that. Um, but... I suppose going back to the to the inter county player and the demands that's on the players and things like that there, like if somebody asked me to sign up today to go for seventeen years from from I was eighteen or nineteen years of age, knowing what I know now, would I do it? Without a shadow of a doubt, well not. Yeah, I'm, so and, and look, absolutely brilliant to wear the jersey and wear the county jersey, not. But but if I said to you, right, I mean. And and this is not just Monaghan, it's it's mm. it's, it's it's my own county Cork as well, right? We played against Derry and I thought it was awful. It was it was awful. Awful. So many men behind the ball. That must be seriously frustrating. If you're training twelve months in the gym, strength conditioning, the whole lot, and not going and not allowing the player like you to express yourself and express yourself more than what's going on, I I I find it very frustrating. But Tomas, Tomas can I can seem that you're Bring up this this topic. Have you not seen a, a bit of a change over the last season or two in it? Um, I I have. Uh, I think teams are going back to trying to play a bit of football again. <clears throat> Pass. You can come into this, right? But well, look. well, I, I and Michael, the answer simply is is not enough. Teams. We saw. Yeah. We saw two brilliant semi-finals, right? No doubt about that. And the first half of. Dublin Mayo was outstanding. And you know, one of the differences, one of the reasons was it, it was probably a record. There was 40, not shots at goal now, there was 40 kick passes in the first half of Dublin and Mayo. And 22 of them were kicked, kick passes into the attack, which are unusual. So if the top teams are doing that and the top teams are successful, hopefully it will drift down and it will seep down to the other counties. But at the moment, Two or three good matches isn't going to make a brilliant championship season. At the end of the day, the championship has been fairly hard to watch. And not alone is inter-county, as, Con- as Connor said, not alone is inter-county hard to watch. Dub is even harder to watch because it's a lower standard, but they're aping the defensive tactics of inter-county. So, but sorry, can I just ask Connor one? Because, look, Connor yeah. McManus is one of the great, the great modern day forwards and just and a agree, beautiful a beautiful stylist player a beautiful kicker of the ball but Connor and I'm always trying to pick fellas brains because Connor from what I read of you at underage level you were a very you were at best an ordinary footballer yeah what, what made you into the the top class outstanding forward you became yeah well I suppose it it, it, it boils down to I suppose application you know what I mean and I suppose that as a juvenile, I probably would have always been, you know, probably one of the better players in my, in my juvenile team growing up. But I got to a stage where I was maybe 15, 16, and I didn't physically develop quick enough or as quick as, as maybe the guys around me. Um, but at that age, you know, what else could I do? I couldn't force myself to grow. Yes, there's the gym and all that there, but that that I didn't get into that until I was probably 19 or 20. And, but the only thing I could work on was, I suppose, my skills and, and my kicking and, my, you know, left foot and right foot and things like that. So I suppose when and as I sort of hoped that I would grow and, and develop physically, that when, when that would happen, then at least you would have the skill set to, to, to go 
to go and, 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 and play senior football, I suppose, senior club football with Trent Hibbert was my first and only game at that stage. And obviously Monan, Monan came after that. Um, but it's, it's, it's and I, I do think sometimes there's more emphasis put on, you know, S&C condition and, and a lot of the physical stuff yeah. as opposed to just the, the pure application of skill. Like, you know, if you go to, you go to, you go to Crow Park this weekend, the most skillful team will win the game at the weekend, you know, and, and more often than not, that's that's the that's the winners of the All Ireland is the most skillful team. And, totally, and, totally agree with you, Connor. Totally agree with you on that. Totally agree. That would that would be the case this weekend, you know. All right, well, look at lads. Uh, can I just talk for for two seconds, there, Connor, if you'll bear with me? No bother. Um, no bother. Just just for Hardy. Um, we talked about this more, I suppose, um, towards in the second part of the podcast, but just. A quick mention to obviously the All Ireland final that we saw last week, and and your your general summation of that. Uh, uh Michael, uh, it was it was incredible. It was incredible because um, like well, what Limerick have done is just it's, 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 it's just an incredible achievement. And we spoke about it last week, and you know, and I know football people all of the country and hardened people all of the country. They're, they're, we're all in honour of Limerick. To be fair, right? Because, um, and I mentioned people are talking about their strength. You, you mentioned kind of about strength conditioning mm-hmm. and the physical, phys- physicality of teams and stuff like that. But, but you have to perform. You have to perform on the biggest day. You have to perform on the Ireland final day. And my God, like they struggled in the first half, Liberty, but ten minutes in the second half, geez, they just just took over the game again. Liked it against Scotland, like we discussed. Yeah, yeah. The weeks ago, liked it against Scotland. They just took all over the game again, and leaders became even bigger leaders. Big players became even better players, and it was it was incredible. And it was incredible to watch because they like, scored twenty one points <laughs> in the second half. It, it, it is phenomenal. It is phenomenal, right? And I'm not going to call them the greatest team because they've done what Cork have done. And what they've clearly done to win four in a row. They win five. Yeah, they are they are the greatest team. And they will be the greatest team ever in terms of hurling. Right? Yeah. I, I know football and all dub they talk with the dubs and the six in a row and dubs and so on. But in terms of hurling, my God, that 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 are credits to watch. They were they were a joy to watch. They were oh my god. I loved I just loved it, Michael. That's on the it was brilliant to watch. This the second half, particularly for Limerick, it was a credit to them. And that's not taken from Kenny because I said to you last week. That Kenny Wonders turn up, if Kenny would put it up to them, if Kenny would perform, they will they will they will perform in crop power. But my god, they were blown away the second half. They were just blown away again. I know it's 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 quite incredible. I mean, watching it last Sunday, um, it was just like as you as you said, Tomas, it was just amazing, like to watch this performance, if you like, that that uh, Limburg are able to to turn on. Listen, lads, uh, I, I could chat to you here all night, but we're going that's, to that's, that's Connor who will win on Sunday. <laughs> oh yeah, Connor who will win. I think Kerry, I, I, I think if David Clifford performs to the level that he has been performing uh, on a fairly consistent basis now, if he if he performs now, he's going to need a bit more help than than what he got yes. the last day out. Um, but if 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 he performs and he 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 hits fire, um. 
Yeah, but Carl, if he does, if, if, but if he doesn't perform, well, well that, if, if, if he doesn't, if he doesn't, so so if we flip it, if we flip it around and, he's, and we say he doesn't perform, if he doesn't perform, I, I don't see, I don't see how Jerry win the game. But he hasn't not performed on the big day yet. You know, he, he had a, probably a quieter day against Tyrone in, in the All Ireland quarter final. When, to be fair to the rest of the, of, of the Kerry forwards, they all fired. Um, but when 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 he's needed. He, we have no evidence to suggest that he won't perform. You know, he, he, well, he's been he's been exceptional. You know, this last two three years, last year's All Ireland final, he really stood up. Uh, Dublin will probably have to find some answer to uh, double teaming him. You know, Derry didn't do that. Derry left him one on one, and and he and he was well marked. He was well marked, and he still kicked points for fun. So, if he if he gets if he gets free reign in Crow Park at the weekend, which I'm sure Dublin. Aren't going to, uh, you know, they're they're sitting in, in in Dublin this week and they're preparing for that and they're they, they have to have some plan in place for for getting them double teamed. Um, well, yeah, you, you know that saying, Connor, come at the hour, come at the man, and by golly, you see some man. Listen, I, I I as I said to you lads, I'm going to take a break, Connor. Thank you so much for for joining us. We've really no problem. I got no problem with uh, it. Thanks, chance of me. Thanks, Father Pat. Come on, Tomas. Take care, man. Just we hope to hear back in the GA pitches uh, in the future, but if not, I know we're going to hear from you. Thank you, Adi. Yes, All right, that's good. Man, we're, going like a short, we're going to take a short break. Um, if you want to join us for part two, uh, as I keep reminding you, there is a subscription. It's four euro a month, and you can get the details on how to join us at www.thegameonsunday.com. We're going to talk a fair bit about hurting in the second part. Hopefully, you can join us for that. Hello again, everyone. It's Michael Lester here, and you're welcome back to uh, the second part of the Game on Sunday podcast for this week. We've been talking to Conor McManus in the first part of the podcast, um, and a very interesting uh, discussion with Conor Monaghan. Great, of course. But I suppose we, we have to, Tomas Mulcahy and Pat Spillane, especially Tomas, talk hurling because we have had another fabulous weekend and another milestone, if you like, for our Limerick orders. And I'm sure you were so impressed. Yeah, I'm like, oh, jeez. It was, it was incredible. And, you know, you, 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 you'd call and Pat would realize this in terms of he's playing career and the success that Kerry have had and the success that Kerry have had gone to four in a row themselves um, in terms of like the strength and the conditioning and they took everything that Kenny threw on him in the first half it was incredible Michael I, I watched it Kill Kenny came over the blocks and they tore into Limerick and they went at him and they went at him and they hit him and they hurt him and they, they, they didn't everything but these guys never panicked these guys never panicked again. Gone into half time. Yeah. A couple of pints down. Never really panicked. And then the ten minute period after half time, they took up they took over the game completely. Uh oh, I, I was I was I was just blown away by it, being honest with you. Their second half performance. Okay. I mean, I, I, I said think with with ten minutes to go, there's only two pints, three pints still in the game. But my God, the finish was incredible. The scores they got. I mean, I, I remember Damer Burns getting a pint from, I don't know, 80 yards or oh, second half. Uh, Peter Casey, two pints outside the Holman Sand, oh, off his right hand side, oh, incredible scores. 
just incredible. It it was it 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 was incredible performance by the boys. Um, like what can you say? You have to admire them, and you have to admire four in a row and successes. Is it's just incredible, incredible. At Paspalan, can I bring you in on this? Because obviously, as Tomas alluded to there a second ago, you played on this incredible Kerry team, um, where you just kept winning and winning and. And what, what's, can you put your finger on what's the, the mentality that, that helps you do that? I see an awful lot of similarities between Limerick Hurlers and, and our Perry team that I played in and with the Jim Gavin Dublin Sixer yeah. team. Uh, you take it as a given, they have skill because all our winners have skill and, and Limerick are a very skillful online team. You certainly take it as a given nowadays into that the strength and conditioning uh, and they are number one in terms of I've never seen a hurling team uh, with such strength and conditioning it's it's amazing that's two but but I see I see commonality and I see similarities between Kerry of 70s and 80s Dublin of the six or all and there's two things about first of all their composure their belief their game management unbelievable never panic uh, their decision making always spot on, and the one great thing about great players, and sometimes you talk about, and uh, a lot of managers go on and, talk, and players talk about the process, sticking to the process. But sometimes the process, the plan doesn't work; it's not working, and the managers and the management on the sideline are, are they can't do anything about it, and it's up to the players. And what I see about the Kerry team that I was involved in and the Dublin team is that they're so good at reading and adapting to whatever situation is unfolding. They, they play the game that's in front of them. They uh, alter, they change. If plan A isn't working, plan B, they'll move to plan C. That's number one. Their game management, the way they can read and adapt to changing situations. Absolutely unbelievable. But what I see, a, great, a huge similarity, so we talk about a lot of teams and you talk about the great player in one team. But Limerick, no different than the Kerry team I was involved in. So many different leaders. So many different people standing up on the day. And I remember with our Kerry team, one day it could be Mikey Shee and Jack and Jack O'Shea were the stars. The next day it could be Bomber and Paddy O'Shea. Uh, and I see that with Dublin when in the six in a row. It could be Brian Fenton, it could be Khan, it could be Kieran Kilkenny and James McCarthy. It was always different players, never dependent on the one. And I see that with the Limerick Army team as well. You're missing Declan Hannon. You've several defenders out injured. Uh, yeah. Adam, Gillan, Adam Gillan is not at the pitch that he was, say, in the semi final. And yet other leaders emerge, like Peter Casey, uh, like yes, Ian yeah. Burns, and whatever like that. So, yeah. so I just sit back as a sports person. Not just a hurl, uh, not somebody who actually loves hurling as well, and I do a bit, but I, I just watch their champions and what they bring to the table as champions. And there is that commonality in terms of skill, in terms of conditioning, but in terms of game management, in terms of being able to read and adapt, in terms of leadership. Ah, oh, jeez. You're just, I was in awe of them. I was just, oh, no, and, uh, and age is on their side, and they're well capable of winning five or maybe six in a row. The thing that struck me, Tomas, about the whole yeah. thing on Sunday was at the end of the match, 
the excitement on John Kiley, the Limerick manager. Oh, um, I mean, it was like they were after winning the first All Ireland ever. If you know, I was, I was, I was going to bring up that point to Michael. Uh, it was incredible for John Kiley himself, right? And when they uh, and the cameras when they hit the thirty point mark, when they got the thirtieth point, yeah, they, there was a, there was a there was a high five between himself and Paul Kinnark, which which was incredible, and and. That was probably the standard they set. We need to get 30 points to win this game, right? And they gave a high five each other on the sideline to say, yeah, we're home and dry. But the reaction from John Cody afterwards, I, I must say, I loved it. I loved it to see him above the whole stand with the cup in his hand. And he went up the steps, find JP, right? And yes. find JP McManus and bring him down and raise the cup with him. I, I absolutely loved it, right? Because these guys... Behind the scenes, and they're, they're saying it's money, everything. It's, it's it's not everything, right? But he's put put the mechanisms in place for them to to do what they want to do, to do to perform at the level they want. They need to perform as right. But at the end of the day, my, my, money doesn't buy that success. Money doesn't buy that success. Money, you have to perform as a player. You have to perform. You it's, it's like they're all talking about Mbappe and what he's going to get, whatever he goes to, whatever he goes to Saudi at the moment. These are amateur players. They have to perform on a given day in Crow Park. And my God, did they, these guys do it right? And and it was it was incredible the second half. My God, oh, oh my God, they were awesome. They were awesome. They were awesome against Galway in the second half. They blew Galway away. But they were stiff. just the point scoring. I mean, I said to uh, we just mentioned about well, Burns getting a point from I don't know eighty yards, ninety yards in in, in the second half. Oh, no. Peter Casey coming in. It was, it was just incredible and somebody has to drill them and everybody mentioned about John Coyley I think Paul Kennard needs and they, they mentioned about Paul Kennard I think he needs or he needs he needs a, a big mention as well in terms of where he's at in terms of a game plan what to do but the big thing Pat you know that yourself there was no panic they were under pressure <laughs> they were under savage pressure to work that right Kenny did tear into him Kenny did go at him I wish I thought they would but they never panicked. They never panicked when they had half time and came over the second half team. They were 40 shots far in the second half. Oh my God. Peter Casey, five points in the second half. They get 21 points. 21 points in the second half when they were not Ireland final. It is incredible. I thought the other thing to us is we, we, obviously there's been a lot of talk over the last couple of, of days since the match about the four in a row and all that kind of thing. But it's more than that. It's more than that in the sense that it's actually five All Ireland's in six years. It's five All Ireland's in six years, Michael Rice, and, and and you're right, right? It's five All Ireland's in six years, and you you look at it, and you take and, and, and it's a bit like Dublin, and maybe it's a bit like Terry and stuff. Success breeds success. When you get success, you need more of it. You want more of it. You want to. You want to go again. You want to win again. You want to go. You want to go again. You want to win the next year again. And that's that. That is the team that Limerick have at the moment. And the, the, you just take afterwards themselves, the players themselves, how relaxed they were. Oh my God! I, I look. I, I, I'm just blown. I'm blown away by them. To be honest with you, because what, I think. What, Tomas, can, can I ask you this question? You, you say. Success breeds success, and and uh, and that you want more of it, so forth. I looked a couple of years ago at a very very good Galway team, won the All Ireland in twenty seventeen, was it? 
Um, and fabulous players on that team. They they didn't do the following year or since. No, and 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 that's my point. I'm like, right? You know, you take Kenny, you take Kerry, you take whatever one of our right teams that have had that three or four years or five years or something. You take Limerick. I, I, I like the timing of this year. The, yeah, they were they beat Cork by points. <coughs> they were beat by Clare in the championship match, and. They, they were very, very close to being knocked out of the Munster Championship campaign. They were yeah, very yeah. close to being knocked out of the Ron Robin campaign. Very, very close. But the timing for them was incredible. The two performances that matter most, and Pat, Pat, you've spoken about it over the last couple of weeks in terms of Kerry and in terms of Dublin, in terms of getting it right timing-wise, semi-final and final. My God, two, two of the best second-half performances I've ever seen. Like the second, like 21 points in the second half of France. That's incredible. That's it. I've never seen it. Never seen it hardly. Never seen it. It was just incredible. And the beauty of it, guys, as Pat mentioned about Gillan and Seamus Flanagan and Feathers that didn't perform, other guys stood up to the place. Other guys came into the groove in a big way. Peter Casey, five points in the second half. What a return. He gets eight points. He gets cocked in the two years ago in the first 20 minutes. He gets five points in the second half this time round. That's, 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 that's brilliant. That's team performance. That's not individual performance. That's not David Clifford. That's This is about a team. A team the whole world team performing, right? I thought Barry Nash, Carlback, all standing, right? And the Albert Gonzalez with Demer Burns and Tap will take their hand on that. Barry Nash to me was my man of the match, right? My man of the match. By by a my by a my. I thought he was absolutely brilliant from the the way that the 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 or the but the, the, the I was trying it. I thought he was absolutely incredible. And you could perform select five times from Peter Casey. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah, it was amazing. Can can I just just mention one thing uh, apart from from as we should do. Uh, this week, Lord uh, Limerick on their success and all that kind of stuff. One or two other things to most um, about hurling and the big day in Croke Park and, and where it was going and all that kind of stuff. Um, earlier in the summer, I was down, you were there as well, at the Limerick Cork match down in the Gaelic grounds. And there was a big presentation made as half time to the 1973 Limerick team. Um, you know Pat Hartnett and Eamon Creek and, and all those guys which was fabulous to see and I was just thinking to myself on the day you know wouldn't it be nice to see that in Broad Park but are we are we drifting away from that do you think oh absolutely I, I, I think I, I, Michael I, I have a big issue I have a big issue I think we're losing the burn of ourselves in terms of GA right I, I've I've a, I have a massive problem with it right I, I just kind of see even for last night Sunday game yeah Teams have gone back to their own culty. Like to the tradition, the history was always on the Sunday night. You go to your banquet, right? You had your and I don't know. It look, it's different days of Pat. You might think different about this, right? But like you, 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 your supporters that travel up, they stay the night in the hotel. Are they want to be with the heroes and the banquet night and stuff like that? Like you see, they will come back down, right? And that that's. Maybe Liverpool's decision. That's fine. I, I I don't have any issue, right? But 
yeah, the Jubilee team yesterday. Oh my God, it's not, it's not good enough. It's not good enough, right? To, to say we, we, we could lose what the tradition of the G is about very, very quickly, right? <laughs> we, 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 we still have to recognize all this. We still have to recognize the players that came, the past, the players that had success, the players, and it was part of a famous day. You're going up there, one over 25 years, you win an hour and go up and enjoy your day. Oh God, there was nothing made of it yesterday. I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was awful to be honest with you. Michael, can I can I can I say that, that Michael? Because yeah. this goes back to what I the, my argument and my anger all year long during this podcast is about the split season. It's about the way they're rushing. This is our inter-county senior football and hurling are our flagship products. They are our products that we put on the shop window that promote and develop and that drive, that drive the success of hurling at club level and football at club level. But this fixture schedule that we have at the moment is speed dating, it's box ticking. And you've seen it in particular in the last week or two. An All-Ireland final day at hurling should be, there should be a two-week build-up, big high well, what happens? Because the All Ireland football semi-finals are, are, are on Sunday, on Monday and Tuesday, you're still talking about the All Ireland football semi-finals, and the build-up to the biggest day in hurling is starts on a Wednesday, and it's just rushed. There's no build-up. The competition, the final, isn't getting a chance to breathe. It's not getting the focus and the spotlight it deserves. And it's the same with the football for next weekend. It's only. Tomorrow, before people really start talking about the football. But but it's not just that. I mean, it's as Tomas talks about, he talks about, I mean, Jesus Christ, I mean, we can do better. The GA can do better with, with an All-Ireland All final day. Christ, this is our flagship. This is our showpiece. And and what do we get? The Jubilee team, Offaly team of 1998. There's a, com there's a compromise, it seems. 245. So they wave to nobody in Crow Park in the wing. Nobody, nobody. Like Pat and the best, and, the, and the best. No, we, there's, there's no match before this, right? No, right. We no we talk yeah. we talk about you know when you talk about the Super Bowl and the huge showbiz around the Super Bowl. I mean, we have the Mary Wallopers playing in front of nobody last Sunday. I mean, Christ, we can do better with 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 staging and all that, and making it the special day that it deserves. And it's and and with all due respects. Uh, uh, not just the G. I mean, you take RT. If the best they can come up with as a big push for the All Ireland Hurling final, God forbid, is up for the match because last Saturday night, large segments of that game of that program were embarrassing to say the least. And sadly, when it comes to promoting our big occasion, we just go into Paddy Wackery mode. And that's what we got in Crop Park last week: Paddy Wackery mode. And we got it from RT last Saturday night. Eddie Wackery mode. And like and just finally I get my rant out of the I get my rant out of the way. I mean Larry made a and, and Larry uh, is a good friend of mine and he made a big thing, it been a big thing in his speech about now this wonderful intercounty hurling championship is over. We can now start the club championship, you know, where club hurdlers yeah. have the yeah. I, I can I quote it. Where club hurdlers will now have the time and the space and good conditions in which to grow and develop. Hey. Club hurdlers, lads, Lick Snow and Crotter play the hurdling final in Kerry next Sunday, Sunday week, and the season is over. Oh, growing and developing, you must be joking. 
I know I, 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 I noted that myself, Pat. I, I heard him saying that in the speech and uh, I, I did take note of that. Um, uh, look, look, let's let's come back on track, if you like, back to the games themselves. Tomás, and um, yes. other big hurting matches at the weekend, of course, the Camogie semi-finals, and um, they produced an interesting pairing, if you like. Uh, they did. In, yeah. in, your, in the sense, your own county, obviously, I guess their neighbours down there. Yeah, and I had predicted that last week like it was going to be a monster, monster on and on, right? But I hadn't picked Waterford, to be honest, which I picked temporarily. I, I thought it was going to be Cotton temporarily. But I tell you, I mean, the, the, amount of, the amount of joy and the amount of pride that's coming out of Waterford at the moment in terms of the performance of the Waterford Camogie players is, 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 is a joy, it's a joy to watch, to be honest with you. And, and, and great to, to hear, right? And I mean, I don't know, the 70 years or something like that, somebody said. Before there were the, the last All Ireland Camogie final, it, it, it's incredible. And uh, look, it's 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 great. And there were there were two exciting matches. Yeah, Cork were were, were, were probably full strong for Galway. Um, Watford yeah. just got there with the skin of their teeth, maybe you know. But um, look, that's not that's, that's it's, it's a muscle it's, it's a muscle campaign in terms of All Ireland series. But it's it's great for Waterford, absolutely Waterford. Probably Cork are going to be raising half airs. I would think coming to this game, Michael. I think they're going to be they're going to be team to beat. To be honest, which are, they're, they're 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 a good bunch. They're a good bunch of players. Um, lots of experience in terms of their performances over the last couple of years in terms of All Ireland series. This is due for Waterford, so I'd expect Cork to win that one. Ah, sure. Yeah. Well, as, as I said, and as you said, Tomas, there were two uh, excellent semi-finals. So let's see what happens, obviously, in the, in the big one there in the Camogie. Uh, to finish up uh, this week, uh, there's a big, another big match. You're right. Actually, I never thought of that. There is a big match coming up. Yeah. Well, come here. Listen, you were putting a small bit of pressure on Conor McManus in the first part of the podcast. What match is that, Pat? What match is that, Pat? Is it football? It's, so we're devoting the next hour to this to the the big match of the year. What's what, what? Hold on a minute. What big pass are you talking about? No, I no, come here. Come here. Yeah, hang on a second. Uh, come on, come on, come on. We're, we're reviewing Harding All Ireland. That was brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah, we, brilliant. We've talked, Moss. We, we've done that. All right. Past um, Past Let's talk football here. Um, Pass. Apart from the team that you played on, Terry haven't been great down through the ages of defending All Ireland titles. Uh, well, you can you can put Tyrone into that bracket, and and the the Messiah that is Jimmy Mc, Jim McGuinness into that bracket as well. There's a lot of list. Look, Michael, we we, uh, we we talk about sporting rivalries, and one of the the greatest sporting rivalries, and certainly the greatest sporting rivalry in Gaelic football, is Kerry and Dublin, and that's what we're getting next Sunday. We're getting the two best teams in the country. By a country mile, we're getting two teams who have 68 All-Ireland senior titles between them. The rest of the country, Michael, have 67. You know, Kerry have, tur- Kerry have 38 titles. Dublin have 30 titles. And it's your own county is turned with a mere nine. So this is a huge match next Sunday. It's, the, it's our El Clasico. It is the big one. And it's going to be a cracker. Or is it going to be a cracker? That's the point. How do you see it unfold? 
I think it's going to be a cracker, Michael. I really do. Okay, I do worry about there's talk about rain. Rain spoils a game. They're talking about wind, a little some wind and rain, which does spoil a game in Crow Park because Crow Park is a magnificent stadium, but Crow Park in wet conditions is a is a treacherous pitch, and it's a pitch where it's hard to keep your foot in. It's hard yeah. to get the passes to stick, and it's it's particularly difficult for a forward line. But it's, 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 like I said, we talked about it earlier on. These are two counties, no different than Limerick, that have timed their run to perfection. Like Kerry ignored the league and said, right, we just want to win the three home games and stay in Division 1. They sailed through Munster. They did a heavy block of training before the Mayo match because they knew they'd probably be beating Louter. One victory would have taken you through. They beat Cork as well. And they started to really click into gear by the time they played against Tyrone. They weren't as good against Derry, but like I said, semi-finals about winning. And when you win playing badly, it's great. There's a lot to work on. But I, and it's no different than Dublin. So both are peaking at the right time. And Michael, I could give you, I have a page of reasons why I think Kerry could win. I have a page of reasons why I think Kerry could lose. And I have the similar pages for Dublin. It is a hard, genuinely hard game to call. It surely is. And I suppose on that note, Tomás Valkai, we leave the final word to you. The hurler on the ditch. Who's going to win the football Ireland? Um, I, I, I just think Kerry is going to do it, Michael, being honest with you. I think, that I, 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 and I, I've talked about this all year in terms of, I like, I like the star players being allowed to express themselves like Conor McManus. I love to watch him. I love to I love to see these guys express themselves on the biggest day and all the softball and back there and all the softball of these guys, right? This this is the biggest stage for us in terms of GA sports supporters, GA fans. And I think Clifford is 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 going to be the difference to be honest with you. I just I just, I did I think he's just a joy to watch. Um you can't you everybody's house was straight conditioning every time the physical side it's it's a stature and the whole lot God you gotta be you've gotta be able to play the ball you've gotta be you've gotta be able to put her left and right over the bar and he can do that and I think that's gonna be the difference for me for Kerry you know lads we are going to find out next Sunday and as as you said Pat it's going to be a cracker we're looking forward to it that's uh, a joy of course as usual to talk to you and uh, I hope that you all enjoy the big match on Sunday Hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.